0: We are the men in maroon. One is a solopian, and the other loves a day out in the tune. But both of us are united as jambos. We travel from Edinburgh to Dundee to Glasgow. Daz and the Manus. We are going for a footballing tango. Welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast with Daz and the Manus. hello welcome to the men in maroon podcast the first one we've had for 250 years <laughs> it feels like it anyway and uh, as usual Daz is here hello Daz. hola but it's not just us two alone we've actually got someone else in the virtual room would you like to introduce
1: yourself oh god right some, <laughs> folk, some folk won't like this hi everybody if uh Some people who regularly listen to this might know my voice. I'm Daniel McIver from the Perth to Paisley podcast, the man who is beloved and hated in equal measure within the heart's community.
0: That, that, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is the late night version of kind of what we do in terms of loads of swearing, (laughs) loads of bad language, and it's much more forthright and frank than what does and I get up to.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll be on my best behaviour tonight, don't worry. (laughs)
0: Uh, mind you, Daz and I have probably sworn the odd occasion or two, so it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's natural. <not> so.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it's difficult because you, apart from when this this like hour or so that we record a week, I'm quite the swearer, so it's quite, yeah. I'm, I'm I'll bring it out
1: to, in yeah, you.
2: Yeah, I feel like you did that at Whitehill uh, Welfare, I believe, yes. swearing up there. Yes.
1: How,
0: how was Whitehill anyway? Because you were both there.
1: I got sunburned somehow. Oh, no. How yeah. did
0: you manage that?
1: I don't know, because it was like 10 degrees. It wasn't <laughs> even that warm. I was
0: just going to say, setting sunburnt in Scotland, I mean, that's a rarity.
1: Yeah, it was not. Yeah, when I think you put it on
2: Twitter that you were sunburned. Was like, mm-hmm. How on earth did you get sunburned in that weather? I mean, yeah. I put a jacket on at one point.
1: Yeah, it was inexplicable, but that's me. I burn, and then I don't tan, and that's it.
0: Oh, well, I think the sun cream is very, very badly needed.
1: (laughs) If you ever go to Whitehill Welfare,
2: even if it's mid-winter, there's a chance of a tan. Wrap up. How
0: intensely are you two going to follow the rest of pre-season?
2: Yes, I think I've got everyone apart from the two English away games, which are only because uh, I'm working or I would have been going to both of those because I've got offered lifts to
1: Preston and Tranmere, but I can't get time off work
2: you yeah.
1: the same, Daniel? Yeah, I'm basically the same. I kind of get time off work for either of the English games. My dad and my brother are going to both of them, actually, though. Um, okay. So that, that, that's going to be a fun round trip for them. But yeah, going to all the other games that are here. I was at White Hill. I went to the Spartans friendly as well. So yeah, getting to as many as I can do.
0: Oh, I can hear the folk at First TransPennine Express all rubbing their hands with <laughs> glee. We're getting lots of money from Hearts fans. Yeah. Lockerbie, are. Carlisle, Preston. <laughs> I'm telling you, all the train stops down to the northwest. So England.
2: we've so we've got Tramere this week, week midweek, mm-hmm. then Crawley, then Preston, then Stoke. In I, I still find the strangest team for. Uh, Gary Locke's testimonial Stoke. It's weird. Who would you have preferred? Like somebody linked with him, maybe even come Kil- mm-hmm. like If it was like a Kilmano. Bradford. Bradford.
0: Yeah, Bradford. Yeah. yeah and Jimmy Walker could might have featured uh, for. All yeah, exactly. Shows.
2: It just is weird, like Stoke, <laughs> and the fact that Stoke aren't even promoting it. As Gary, Gary, no, they're just putting a friendly against Hart. To, to be fair, when
0: we when we had that game of East Fife recently, and um, Kevin Smith's testimonial, uh, King Kev, um, we I don't think I think we only probably referred to it once or twice, not maybe just a handful of times. And mm-hmm. um, well, obviously, it was more of a bigger deal for. Um, you know East Fife, but but that said, of course Robbie Nielsen revealed in his Hearts TV interview after the game that uh, he's he's get, uh, Kevin's getting a dinner um, at Tynecastle later this year. Oh, well, that's
1: I didn't nice. even know
0: who he was. I didn't know who Kevin Smith was. Himself. I don't think he's ever played for us, but uh, um, I don't and I don't know if he's actually a Hearts fan. But I think he's a
1: definitely. Hips fan. Is he? Really? I think so. I've heard rumours about that.
0: But he's good to pals with Nielsen isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think so. I so, yeah. Okay, okay, so hopefully, hopefully, we hopefully spin, get a we lovely dinner
2: at Castle. <laughs> uh, just to let you know, I might at points randomly cheer during this recording because I've got the England Norway women's Euro game on my laptop. So. Oh, oh, yeah,
1: where there, are they going tonight?
2: There we go. It, uh, in Brighton, it's 1 0 to England. Brighton, 1 0 to just England. a penalty, so yeah, uh, um, but yeah, I just found. A, it it's one of those where it should be a massive occasion for Gary Locke, but it just seems a bit underwhelming against Stoke.
0: Uh, well, it's, it's yeah, it's I mean Bradford City makes sense, Kilmarnock makes sense, um, given that he played for them as well, and Kilmarnock actually for quite a long while um, as well. So uh, um, yeah, even but... Bonnyrig
1: because he's from Bonnyrig. That's what I thought was happening. <laughs>
2: that Bonnyrig yeah. Rose. <laughs> yeah. Because, see, on Saturday, on Saturday there was lots of. He, I saw him in the club shop beforehand, and he was with a lot of his family, so that yeah maybe they thought the same. <laughs> 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 <He> <laughs> went, Let's all go along. It's his testimony. Oh, no, sorry, it's, it's, it's <laughs> Stoke. <laughs> if, 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 if it was political
0: terms, we would classify Gary Locke's role as Heart of Bedlovian's
2: ambassador to the city of Edinburgh. Yes. Or <laughs> just all round everywhere at Tynecastle, You can't like t- you turn around, and he's just there. He's, he's... We should just hang portraits of Gary Locke in mm. every corner
0: of the stadium, the dressing room, the tunnel. <laughs> just have portraits
1: of him everywhere. <laughs> He'd love that. Oh, oh. boy, he would. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. He I
2: mean, it, I, I, it was before my time, but did, I'm guessing that you got to see him play for Hearts.
1: I caught the v- so he won the cup with us in '98. I don't think I technically did. He played for us in my lifetime. Yeah. I don't think, but I think he left to Bradford in 2001. I might be wrong there, but so if that is the case, my first game that I went to was in 2004. But the first game I watched was in 2002. So I probably missed seeing him actually play for us. I remember him playing for Kelly. I remember when he came to Town Castle with Kilmarnock.
2: You've just missed him. It was 2000, 2001 he left.
1: I'm glad I knew when he left. Yeah. <laughs> shows it, me
2: it, we could have even done the White Hill welfare could have been his testimonial because he played his youth career for, for them. So.
1: Oh, of course he did, yes. So, I mean, we yeah, we could, that could have been his testimonial. Like, We're literally playing every team connected to him except the one that is his actual testimonial. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, wonder if, like, I
2: don't... Yeah, Stoke weird. Stoke's a weird one. Yeah. Before we came on air, though, we were talking about something where we were, we were both saying that the, we were all three of us were saying that the heat was a bit much for us and that we might start seeing things. Uh, we mentioned Lawrence Shanklin being at Transmit over the weekend, so he's here. But weird, the and the reaction that it got from the three of us was our manager was also at Transmit Festival, which if yeah. you don't know is a music festival in. Um, Glasgow, which attracts a bit of a neddy crowd, I'd say. <laughs> is, that, is that a term being an Englishman? Is, is that not acceptable to say a neddy crowd?
1: I don't really know. I'll be honest. I don't really know what type of crowd transmit does attract personally, but I, I wasn't surprised to see Nielsen there considering when he came in, one of the first things he did was ensure that our training now has music playing at all times and massive speakers.
2: Yeah, I don't know. But what kind of music? Is it like the kind of music where all of the people there wear like swimwear when it's played?
1: (laughs) I I actually don't know what Robbie Nielsen's music taste is. If next time he's on scarves, I'll get Laurie to be like, right, forget about all the transfer talk. What music do you like to listen to?
2: Right, I'll go around all three of us. We'll take it to what name a band that you think Robbie Nielsen's into or artist? (laughs)
1: Just one. Um, I I haven't done for a Coldplay guy. Ooh, Coldplay, Anas.
0: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't dare once again.
2: I I'm I'm going with Stone Roses.
1: I think that is. I think he is because sometimes you hear Stone Roses music being played in the training videos. So you might be right there. Oh, I, I love it. Don't Coldplay music is very good for training. <laughs> Just play yellow. <laughs> yeah,
2: <exactly. laughs> yeah, I don't know how that was going to. Just, just pick anyone. Any, Any band. Just grasp, pull one out of the air.
0: <laughs> Any band. Oh my gosh. Um, well, Daniel kind of went with what I would have gone with, probably Coldplay and Keen, perhaps. Keen? Oh, what a shame. <laughs> oh, that's a throwback as well. Isn't it?
1: <laughs> well, yeah,
0: if Robbie hears this, he will probably be swearing at me right now, saying, "No, Aris, no! <laughs> dare you tar me with the keen brush?" <laughs> I I like keen though. Keen were quite
2: mild, you know, compared to some. Keen of the sang others.
1: somewhere only we know, right? That's, I yeah, think, that that's the only right. song I know about them. Yeah,
2: yeah. The video where is are not like under a tree or something in the dark?
1: Yes. Oh my god, it's all coming back to me now.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's that's like. Early two thousands? Yeah, I was like six when that came out. Shut up. <laughs> I was I, I'd left I'd left school. <laughs> I wasn't even born.
1: Nice
0: If I was on Would I Lie to You on the BBC, that would be uh it was a, you get a truth and a lie, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you'd be, you'd yeah so that would
0: be a total lie. Easiest lie in history.
2: You'd be screwed. So so we have Nielsen down as an old school indie fan, would we go? Basically, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, That's the vibe I got from the picture of him on Twitter. Anyway, with his, with his get up, yeah. If you haven't seen it, go, go, find, go, hunt it down. And, yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it, is, it the, is it the same guy who did the picture with
1: Shankland? I think so. I'm not totally sure because I can't remember quite what it looks like. But he, I think it might be.
2: If it is, was this guy just going around? hunting down footballers.
1: <laughs> Specifically Hearts associates.
2: Yeah, like, oh, I don't care about the bands. So let's just find someone related to Hearts.
1: I'm fully on board with that. That's what
2: I'd be doing. Yeah, because the lineup looked a little bit out of my comfort zone. So I would have been doing the same. And when I was waiting on the train to go to the game on Saturdays, people going the opposite way and yeah, I, I I would have been a little bit old to go to that festival they looked a lot, a lot <laughs> younger than me. <laughs> a lot younger so i let's get out of the way first about what you do so you do the podcast which you talked about but also you're back with the thing that i love your youtube videos your yeah. football manager youtube
1: so my pc broke a couple of weeks ago in like in the weirdest way i don't know if it was the heat or something but it broke in very creative ways and Thankfully, we were still able to get a podcast episode out last week, but it was going to be kind of touch and go this week. Um, We're actually recording tomorrow as we record this one. Um, But yes, managed to get a new PC sorted. And yes, I make Football Manager content. Um, I used to stream a lot on Twitch. However, I just don't have a lot of time for that just now. YouTube videos are easier. They're more time efficient. So yeah, back doing that. The main focus is the podcast, which... I think it's coming up for a two-year anniversary soon. Technically three seasons, but two years doing it, and yeah, just constant cr- football-based content.
2: How can how can you not love that football-based content? I think it's the thing that's brought all three of us together. Mm-hmm. So I think you can't football, get enough of it. football, football, football. Eh? It's 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 it's
0: just where would we be without it?
2: Exactly. What um. I was going to ask was what got you into the uh, starting the podcast?
1: I am um, well. It, it's a long story, so I'll keep. I'll try and keep it as short as I can. Um, me and Adam, Adam Kennedy, my co-host, he started a blog. It was just a blog and a Twitter page mm-hmm. um, called at Perth to Paisley. And me and him met because we were working for the Hearts Women's Social Media Team in 2019 we were put together and that's how we met we'd never met before and I remember we were coming back from Kilmarnock away coming back from Rugby Park driving back and Adam just kind of mentioned it offhand being like oh the- at this point you have to remember there weren't 805 hearts podcasts <laughs> it was kind of just scars around the funnel and one or two others and um, so we just thought Adam is uh, at university doing sports journalism. I've had a vested interest in content creation. So we just thought we'd go for it. Started that at the end of 2019. And then we were involved in the demotion and COVID situation. So we took a break kind of during all that. And then at the start of the championship season was when we were back weekly. And from then it's gone from strength to strength. We were really lucky that, Within the first kind of ten episodes, I managed to secure an interview with Andy Driver, Sweet. who when I was young was my favourite player for a period of time. So that really helped us kind of get our name out there. And we're now only, I think, eight episodes away from a hundred. So it's going it's going pretty well. Yeah, that's an achievement. It's weird to think about. Yeah,
2: not just the hundred, but also getting Andy Driver who yeah, I, used to, I liked him. I think he was, if, if injuries hadn't uh, played a part in his career, I think he would have been destined for bigger things.
1: Well, there was that £5 million Burnley move uh-huh. that didn't happen because of injuries. And he blamed me for his injuries, actually, during the interview. You can all go back and listen to that if you fancy it, because the week before he got his really bad injury, I got his name on the back of my shirt. And he just went, well, that's a sign." That's it. You got me in the back of your shirt and then you I was out for seven months or whatever it was.
2: So what we're saying is don't let you ever get shirtless. Anybody.
1: Yeah, I, I got Larry Kingston on the back of one shirt and he left the next month. So I have a curse basically.
0: Oh. Who do you
1: want me to get on the back of my shirt for this season?
0: Well, you're not getting my nickname for a start. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: that's a good question. Who Who would I want you to get on the back of his shirt from this ah, that's, that's tough because there's oh it's okay. Probably Ross
1: Stewart. Ross Stewart, yeah. 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 Ross Stewart, I just <laughs> to say. No offence to him. He's apparently a lovely guy. But yeah, I think everyone would see Ross Stewart. Yeah, out of the
2: current bunch, I think yeah, it'd, it'd have to be. And and uh would you think that that maybe a priority is to bring in a, a new number two?
1: I I've not really seen it spoken about, but for me, it's like my number one priority. <laughs> I really think we need a number two. I also think we need another forward because yep. currently it's Boyce, and then technically you and Henderson are the only two forwards at the club. But I saw a stat that between the start of the season and when we break for the World Cup, Craig Gordon will be playing like thirty-two games for club and country or something. Wow! And that's like by November <laughs> so with his age I know he doesn't look it and he doesn't play like it but he will be 40 in January and I just feel it would be great to not worry as much if he had to drop out the team for any period of time whether it be tiredness or injury obviously we're going to miss him because he's the best goalkeeper I've ever seen personally but I feel like there is currently such a jump from Craig to Ross Stewart that we could make it a wee bit less of a jump. Yeah,
0: yeah I, f- I feel Ross Stewart, I don't think, is really going to be an established first-team player in the near future or in any point in the future uh, yeah. for us, unfortunately. I just just don't think he has it, unfortunately. And it's, it's a shame. I don't see that uh, with many malice or any... Uh, offense you know i just i just don't think he's quite where we need to be um i i think we're going to have to really look at getting at least two goalkeepers in within the next year that are going to mm-hmm. you know try and give craig gordon a bit of competition now of course i'm not suggesting craig gordon uh, will be demoted at any point because my goodness he is the best scottish keeper right now and that is no delusion that is just fact but he Clearly, the competition to Craig will only be good for him. And, you know, that's, I think we need someone who's going to come in and, you know, be a potential, you know, successor to Craig Gordon and actually give him a real competition in terms of that uh, goalkeeper position, because it will only drive the standards upwards. And that's not to say the standards are low. They're not low at all. They're really, really high. But but you want that competition just to make it a bit more interesting. So and I'm sure Craig himself would probably want that as well. It'd only be good for him. Um. So you know, I, I, I don't I don't think it's a bad situation at all. Um. Rosther, I just I just cannot see him get to Craig Gordon's level at all. Um. For Hearts, I just can't see it.
1: It's point. exactly what's happening with me and you, Anis. We share a, a English club. New That's Castle, right. So and. For the past kind of three years, it's been Martin de kind in goals and Car Darlow came in and did quite well, in fairness to him, but he'd been there for a while and never properly progressed. Freddie Woodman has been existing at academy level and kind of appearing in the first team and then obviously he's just left. But then this window, we've brought in Nick Pope and it provides amazing competition for both of them because they're both good enough to be number one.
0: Absolutely, and that 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 is exciting. And, and Nick, clearly it's in his interests to really give Martin as tough a time as possible when it comes to competing for that top spot, because mm-hmm. Nick Pope wants to go to Qatar at the end of the year to play for England in the World Cup, uh, potentially. So, you know, I think that can only be good for the team as a whole if we've got two good goalkeepers there fighting for that one spot. And 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 in terms of also squad rotation as well, that only helps because although Newcastle aren't in Europe this season um, the the schedule is still going to be intense we've got three domestic competitions this coming season and clearly we can't play the same keeper every single game, it's just impossible And, and when you go back to Hearts you know, Craig Gordon Yes, he could play every single game, but at the end of the day, I just don't think it's in anyone's interests for him to do so. Because, you know, naturally, you will get tired at the end of the season, and and he's only human. You know, you've got to have someone there who's going to step in and take that position and be absolutely fully successful with it. Because, because you know, you need two good goalkeepers to really, you know, cover that area really, really comfortably, or else. Yeah. Um, if Craig Gordon, God forbid, if he's injured or if he's unavailable for some reason, then that that we're in trouble, and that's yeah. that's not good.
2: Like I, I think we need a backup that could step in, for example, in uh, League Cup games, and just be like, right, mm-hmm. we'll rest Craig for that, but we don't want someone who's going to come in and potentially cost us a cup run. It, it, I think it, it's somewhere we need to strengthen, and I think. It can only make Craig Gordon better with competition because yeah. not saying he's going to, but he you don't want him getting too confident that he's number one and rest on his laurels a little bit. But, I don't.
0: Yeah. I don't think he's the sort of guy no. who'd be complacent, to be honest. But but I think you, you you definitely at this stage now. I think even if he's got two more seasons at least to play, you if I were Joe Savage, I would really want to start thinking from this point now, long term. Who would you sign to succeed? Craig Gordon, not to replace him, because I don't like the word replacing this, but to succeed Craig Gordon um ultimately. And I I think there's at least one name I can think of who I think could step up. Freddie Woodman, you mentioned Daniel. Mm-hmm. I I I actually think it was kind of a missed opportunity for us, um, potentially, yeah. because even as a loan signing from Newcastle, I think Freddie would have been an interesting addition to the squad. Um, but obviously that's now gone because he's now moved. So um, so yeah, I mean, Freddie would have been a, a good shout, but um, yeah, no, I, I think we do need someone who's going to be ultimately Craig Gordon's successor in a couple of years, but who can right now, you know, give Craig the composition that he will meet.
1: Woodman came up here, he was at Kelly in Aberdeen, and so he knew the game as well, so I oh. think it would have been a good sign as well.
0: Oh, absolutely, definitely, I mean, it would have been a, it definitely makes things a lot of, a little bit more interesting, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I think if I were Joe Savage right now, I would start to think or get a piece of paper and a pen and say, right, who succeeds Craig Gordon? Because that that's the big that's the big question I think in the next couple of years.
2: Yeah. yeah talking of our neat wishing for a new keeper, you questioned our um, transfer wish list <laughs> from
0: <laughs> oh, dear. from, uh, from yeah, our well,
2: first episode of pre-season. So. Uh, <laughs> Enlighten us. What what was wrong with our 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 picks? I've ro- I've got them wrote down so Thank I went... you.
1: I was worried that you didn't have them and I was like I can't remember like <laughs> any <that> you said.
2: <laughs> so I went uh Kilmarlick, Charlie MacArthur, Connor Ronan from Wolves, Shankland, Charlie McNeil on loan from Man United, uh Ogashiwa from Considol Sapporo, uh Regan Charles Cook, who's since <clears throat> not gonna happen. Uh, and Annas went Sims, Elliot Anderson from Newcastle, Cole Donaldson from Ross County. Ross County, I can't read my own writing, Stuart Finley from Philadelphia Union, and the controversial one, Kevin Nisbet.
1: Right, I'll be honest, it was more the final three names there that I had the biggest issues with, mainly because I can understand all of them, right? Okay. I'm not here to be like, you know nothing. Now I'm here, <laughs> and you're know, not going to be informed, right? But I feel like I can understand the logic behind the Call Donaldson one. However, I feel like he's not at the level we need. If it, how old is he? Is Call Donaldson young? Late twenties, I think. If he was younger, I just checked that he's 27. If he was 21, 22, I think it would be a good signing because this chance for him to really develop and could kick on in a position where, obviously, we <laughs> we seem to either have amazing players in or no players in, considering John Suter left, and then we've signed Rolls, we've signed Nielsen, who can play in a couple of positions. We've got Hal Kitt, Kingsley, but he can also play left back. Yada, yada, yada. But Donaldson's now 27. I feel like he's, he's at the highest level he's going to be able to get to, personally, and that's not a... I don't mean that in a dismissive way. Obviously, he's playing for Ross County, and Ross County had a very good season last season. They'll be looking to improve on it this season. I don't think they will. I think they will actually drop much further down. But I feel like the sign-ins that we've made, like roles, the what little I've seen with Nielsen in preseason, I'm a lot happier with them over Donaldson. But the Nisbet one... <laughs>
0: <laughs> the controversial choice.
1: Now, again, I get it in terms of, if he said this to me before he signed for Hibs, I would jump at it. And I don't mean that in terms of, oh, so now he's at Hibs. I don't want him. Because if someone last season had said, do you want Martin Boyle? I would have went, yes, please, I'll take him now. The point is is that, and listen, I, I don't watch Hibs every week. I try and keep up to date with every Scottish club as best I can for the podcast, but obviously you're never going to know as much as people watching their club every single week. But Nisbet last season had, for his standards that he set, a pretty poor season before the injury. He was really, really struggling. The main moment I remember was he scored that goal against Cove Rangers in the cup and like shooshed people and that got a lot more negative reaction because Hibs fans were saying you can't do it against Cove and think that you've suddenly proved yourself. Like, we need you doing it consistently in the Prem. And then, of course... He got this huge injury. Now, we've seen players like John Souter and even more recently Peter Haring come back from huge long-term injuries. We hope the same for Benny. And they are as good as they were. Haring, it took a wee bit longer, but still now is back to his best. Nisbet's game, I think, could be really hampered by this injury. I hope I'm wrong. Not I don't hope I'm wrong when he plays us. <laughs> I hope, though because he's a young Scottish talent. Him and Shankland are always going to be linked because they they were two young guys who were just scoring goals for fun in the lower leagues and then came up to the top flight. Nisbet had the better of it generally. Shankland struggled more, but you could make an argument that was for the system and Mickey Mellon's Dundee United team was very different to Jack his hips. But Nisbet's kind of whole game is based around his movement and his ability to play off the shoulder I worry for him as just a young Scottish talent who generally I want to see those do well. I worry that this injury is going to be worse than some people may be thinking. And I don't, I'm don't. i not saying that from any point of authority. I've not heard anything that like, oh, he's knackered. Actually, by all accounts, his recovery is ahead of schedule, which is great for him and obviously great for Hibbs as well because they really missed him in that second half of the season because they had to rely on people who could not score goals at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just feel it's too much of a risk just now. I'm very much in favour of the Elliot Anderson signing. I hope we sign him desperately, especially because, by all accounts, we've been priced out of the Sims deal, and then hearing that seven, I think, seven Scottish top flight clubs are interested in Anderson, I I very much hope we're one of them, because I think he could be another situation like Sims. I would also want a permanent striker I wouldn't just want Boyce and Anderson in on loan. I would want Boyce, someone that we've signed permanently, and then Anderson as a third option. But I I think it would be a good step up for him, considering he did very well last season when he went to Bristol. And I think us in Europe as well, we could attract him because Newcastle will want them to develop. And that's an avenue that they probably didn't expect to have this early in his career. Yeah, and at
0: the end of the day, I know the Scottish League doesn't get as... Um... You know, I, I, as well as heavily some of the English lower leagues. But I think, you know, it's not a league that can be written off because, you know, the games are still competitive. And, um, you know, I mean, it, you mentioned Ellis Sims um, or somebody did anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, clearly, you know, Ellis will have gained out of that experience he, was, he had with us. I mean, it's a shame that I, I, I think it's unlikely he's not going to be back. Um, with us this season because I think it would be lovely to have European football on his CV at this early stage but but still you know he was good for us and he might ultimately be good for Everton uh, in the end so um, you know it's not Scottish game does have its value really and it's
1: uh, and it's worthiness I will say because I feel like I kind of went too hard on Anis there by picking up his signing. it does I feel like and this is probably quite unpopular But I feel like we've dodged a bullet with Regan Charles Cook not coming.
2: (laughs) Do tell. Do uh, explain.
1: He basically stopped scoring after January. And I I know he was still top goal scorer in the division, right? And he played for Ross County. So you do (laughs) have to go, well, that's an incredible season. But it kind of screamed of one season wonder to me. And it wasn't even really one season; it was half a season. Because then Hungbo start, he kind of took the batting from Reagan Charles Cook in the second half of the season, and he was scoring the big goals for Ross County to get yeah. them into the top six. And I just feel like when you look at his career as a whole, like even the season before last, he was he was rubbish. It wasn't even that like oh he wasn't wasn't doing great. But you can see that he looked terrible, and most Ross County fans probably would have been like, yeah, that's fine. Listen. We'll move him on and try and recoup something. No one could have predicted the season he had, but I feel like because of the season he had, he would have come in on probably inflated wages. I know we would have gone for free, but probably higher wages than a player of his quality should really be on. And then if he didn't have basically an identical season, you know what the Heart's fan base is like. Oh, if he went two swag, games, yeah. if he went two games without scoring, people would be like, that's it waste of money, one-season wonder. I think he's done... I'll be honest, I thought he was going to go back down south. I thought he was going to go to a championship side or a League One yep. side. I'm surprised by the Belgian move, but he's probably getting a lot of money. He, he, I imagine he'll do all right there, but I I, I wasn't as fussed about getting him in as other people did. For example, if you offered me between him and Ronan, I'd much rather Ronan.
2: Yeah, snap your hand off for Ronan.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: I think... Yeah, I think... You're right, when we played Ross County away, I believe, mm-hmm. later on this season, uh he and when we played him at home, he was he did nothing. Yep. Against mm-hmm. us in both games. It was it it that's what kinda of put me off him a little bit, but I just kept thinking back to that first half of the season and now, yeah, I think yeah, we could have dodged a bullet.
1: Well, we'll never know, but um, let's see what happens this season where he scores 35 goals in the Belgian League and I'm sat here going, what have we done? Why have we not done this? But I'm happy with Alan Forrest, for example. I've yeah. been impressed with him in pre-season so far.
2: It takes me, what are your, both, well, both of you, thoughts on uh, the signings we've made up, up until now? Daniel, which, you go first. Which is Monday the 11th.
1: Yeah, this gets released and we signed four more players. <laughs> <We're just gonna laughs> anyway. Um, Personally, I'm really happy with them all. I can't think of one who I'm disappointed with because I'm now trying to remember them all. So obviously Forrest was the first one. Yeah, Taking a player who got, was it 15 goal contributions last season? Nine goals and six assists, yep. I think it was, for Livingston. Like... That's incredible. I know it was between him and Bruce Anderson for their player of the year. I think that's very good. I like the idea that we're taking the best of the rest in the league. That's what we need to do. Yep, absolutely. Adding him into our squad. And as I say, I think he's really impressed in the preseason games that I've seen. He runs forever, man. He just never... He's like Devlin, but he just keeps going. It's terrifying. So hopefully that stays. I think Kai Rolls... Listen, the Australian market all through my life has been quite a positive one for us, really. Um, and obviously in very recent times, it really has been with both Devlin and Atkinson. And Kai Rolls seems to come in with as much pedigree as both of them, if not more, considering the month he's had where he hadn't, he wasn't even capped for Australia, then played in their crucial qualifiers and won man in the match in the last two qualifiers as well. He he looks fantastic. Obviously, we're seeing today that the reason he's not here is just because he's waiting for his visa to come in, which is the same with, I think, four of sign signings as well. Like, everybody's just waiting on visas. Um, Very happy with him. Um, I'm really happy with Lewis Nielsen because it wound up Dundee United fans so much. They were were furious. (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll hold my hands up. I hadn't really heard of him. It is not one of the prospects that I'd heard of in, at other clubs and was thinking, oh, that would be great to get him. But he is massive. I've seen him in the flesh play twice now and it is, he's deceptively big. And yeah. Dundee United just seemed to be our feeder club for hotly tipped Scottish centre-halves. As we took Suter five years ago or six years ago, whatever it was, he's left. It's like, right, we'll get another one. I don't know if this is not me saying Nielsen will be as good as Suitor Before someone clips that, it's like, well, you said this, you know nothing. But happy with that. Who else have we signed? Cochrane. Cochrane's here permanently and I'm buzzing. I was I gonna say
2: if there's one person in the Hearts fan base that that I, I thought of when I saw that announced, it was definitely you.
1: I made it clear all last season. People if people listen to Pet pizza podcast regularly and they're listening to this, they'll be bored thinking that was have to come up with some new content for this show. No, I'm recycling everything. Alex Cochrane is Amazing, I love him. I think he's the most consistent left-back I've seen since Eckersley in the championship season. Granger probably before that. Just does his job. You know what you're getting. Yeah, he could probably improve in attacking areas, but that last season was his first full season in competitive men's football. And look at how consistent he was. We're getting him at a good age for a long term. You only get better. Very, very happy with that.
2: And also, he seems to... Enjoy having the crack because him and Cammy Devlin on the Hearts Instagram was, I oh, it. Yeah. He just seemed like, yeah, it just stopped for a laugh. So I, I'm all for having players that are going to bring good a, a good uh, atmosphere to the to the changing room as well.
1: Definitely. And then Haring signed a new deal, and I think well, Adam has christened me Peter Haring's biggest fan. Um, <laughs> he's one of my favourite Hearts Hi. players ever. Like, I absolutely adore him. He's been, him and Michael Smith and Stephen Naismith were like the only bright spots over the last four years before Nielsen came back, especially with everything that happened with his injury. So many people said he was past it. The championship season, last season, I got so many people saying I was wrong, that he needed to be moved on, that there was no chance he was going to get back to his best. And then, obviously, sadly, Benny got hurt after he did so well but Haring just slotted in and I think still Haring is arguably the best footballer in terms of ability at the club, just his vision, his passing his way of controlling a game he never looks flustered, basically just has has his slippers on and he's excellent I'm delighted that he's still here
2: Agreed and then our last sign in was
1: George Grant Oh I've got the wizard, I've christened him a wizard because Right, Dad, you were at that Bonnier game. Yeah, at the weekend, we've finally got someone who can put in a corner and not beat the first man. It's like a novelty.
2: Yeah, it, it, yeah, he was, and it was consistently as well. He was putting them in. It wasn't like one or two. He was putting everyone in, and that's yeah. I, I enjoyed that. It was a big relief, and his balls, his balls into the box as well were.
1: His delivery is excellent. Yeah. He also I am I will die on this hill. That overhead kick went over the line.
2: Yeah, that was a goal.
1: It definitely was. It's a preseason game, ref. Just give him it, for God's sake.
2: Yeah, add another one. Put him on a hat trick. Exactly. Just do it. But yeah, I think he, he looks like he's gonna be uh one of the the, the gems that we've brought in, in my definitely.
1: opinion.
2: Hope so. But you Anas, what do you think of our transfer window so yeah, far?
0: No, I, think, I think we've done well. I, I think it's been a good start. I mean, there's still potential for more signings in the coming weeks. Uh, I I don't have a complaint really about any of the signings that we've brought in. I think they've been really, uh, really good. I like Alan Forrest, especially. I think he's already had an impact in showing some exciting signs that he's going to be a key player uh, this coming season. So very smart signing indeed. And, uh, very much looking forward to him play this season but I do feel the biggest priority for us is strikers uh mm-hmm. Liam Boyce on his own um you know I feel a bit sorry for him I think he needs a bit of company and um, so I would quite like to see two more strikers added so that we've got some healthy competition going on up front and uh, obviously it just means that we've got options there as well because I just think if we go another season with just Liam Boyce then that's just not good, and it's it's no use to us. And uh, every all the progress we've made in the last year will backfire, and I don't want that to happen. So priority is two strikers in the next few weeks. If we can get
2: those two sealed, then I'll be on cloud nine. Yeah, I just think uh, as good a season Ewan Henderson had at uh, um, Alloa, I don't know if he's if he's the answer to our yeah. uh, second second slash third striker.
1: I'd still keep him around, like, yeah. and I'm glad that he's been given an extra year because we do, we're just, we just need to have a massive squad basically with the okay. games that we're playing. I know Robbie said he wants to make another five signings. Wow, he wants a right-sided centre half because it look well. There's very conflicting reports about if we're keeping Joe right. I've no idea what's happening with that because the Evening News are saying we are, and the Daily records are saying we aren't. But if not, we need a right-sided centre half. He wants two strikers, and then he wants a creative midfielder, another one, and a wide player
2: I think that uh, right he looked he looked good he looked but then've got to think ponywood rose is not the standard he'll be playing. we want him to uh, be impressive against so uh but i again, I've read conflicting stuff it was it's one of those where you take what you read at this time of year a pinch of salt mm-hmm. it, it's gotta be until it's confirmed on our social media then. It, that's all it is it's shit paper it's not doesn't count for anything
1: but uh, I watched the sign Andy Carroll <laughs>
2: <Really>? and you <laughs> pulled apart our <laughs> wish
1: list oh, oh no 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 listen Listen, I can, have, the end of this week, <laughs> I can have nuanced views and look at it through analytical data and think about who's best for these roles. But at the same time, I want to say that Andy Carroll has played for both my clubs. I want a heart shirt with Carroll 9 on the back of it. I know he's just failed a medical <laughs> at Club Bruges, but I don't care. I want him in. Get oh. Use all the European money on him. Bankrupt the club. Get him in. <laughs> but <Bye. What? laughs>
2: <What? What? laughs> yeah, fully
1: totally on board.
2: Oh, wow! <laughs> yeah, that I, that's just left me speechless.
1: Good, that was the intention.
0: Well played. Congratulations.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm never usually lost for words, but
1: <laughs> there was always going to be one spurious claim for me in this episode, and I knew it was going to be that one.
2: Oh dear! Oh, it definitely dear. has. Uh, we talked earlier about uh, you. Well, you mentioned about uh, you've not been impressed. You weren't really impressed with some of the players until Nielsen came back. So, mm-hmm. does that put you in the Nielsen in or out camp? Because we do not understand the Nielsen out camp.
1: Right. We, well, I'm uh,
2: confused by this.
1: I've just had to do a podcast for the last two years where somebody who's in that camp. So, right. um, I am very much Nielsen in. Yes, I have, I have yes. n- <laughs> I've never wavered from Nielsen in. Even after Brora, I said that he should go, but on the basis of any hearts manager in that position should go if pep guardiola was the manager i think he should have went when there was a week without him going i was fully back on the nielsen train yeah. <laughs> even when we were getting beat off going in the south five days later i was still like well listen we've made this decision we should stick with it i robbie nielsen is the best hearts manager in my lifetime I think. um barring winning a trophy obviously so there's there's a few above him in terms of that but if you look at win percentage if you look at what he's actually done He's the best in my life. So his record with us is first record winning points total in the Championship, third, leaves us in second, comes back first in the Championship again, first season back in the Premiership, third again in the most important season to get third. Um, I love him. I know some people call me biased because he was part of that team that I have the most fond memories of um, in the 05, 06 team, I was seven and it was my second full season going to games. So that team I have a lot of affection for, but I don't even think it's that. I think it's just look at the results he gets. Like we're objectively a better team when Robbie Nielsen is the manager. Now, as I said, I have been doing a podcast (laughs) with someone who does not share that viewpoint. He does now because i don't think robbie's really given them any choice because i agree with you at this point i don't really get what you can have over because if you're still using the broader game it's like well that was a year and a half ago now like so much has changed look at the season we've had yes i th- i think we could have done better in the cup final but it's still we're still playing the old form then and i don't i personally don't think third is uh, don't think anything more than third is possible for a club out with the old firm unless we had like a decade of finishing third consistently, getting into Europe consistently, and the money that comes with that. But even then, Rangers and Celtic would be doing the same as we are doing it the whole time. So I think the the aim for Hearts should be to be the best of the rest, at least, and Nielsen make sure we're in that position. We we don't really do badly when Robbie Nielsen is in charge. No,
2: he just seems to get the club and, yeah. and knows the, knows what style of football and what kind of players that uh, we as Hearts fans want and the style of football we want to see. So, yeah, the, Nielsen out. Don't get it. <laughs> he
1: also basically told my co-host Adam Kennedy to shut up, which uh, makes me love him forever. <laughs> How, how did this happen? Um, so, oh, I'm trying to remember what game it was. I think it was, remember in the championship, when we, was the first time we went to Aloha at the end of drill? Did we draw? Yeah. So, Boyce didn't score that night, and it came two, and the previous two games he hadn't scored either, and Adam was doing a commentary for Aloha TV, because he knows the guy who does the commentary, so they were getting a heart's opinion on at the, at the same time, because obviously it was during COVID, so fans couldn't go, so they wanted to get a uh, fan opinion. And after the game, Adam was part of the media scrum. After <laughs> And obviously, Nielsen's probably not very happy as we've not beaten Alawa, or I can't remember what the score was, but basically, Boyce hasn't scored. And Adam goes, something to the effect, I can't remember the exact quote, but Adam asks whether he will persist with Liam Boyce in the team or if we'll give someone else a go. And Nielsen, in the most dismissive way possible, you hear it in his voice, he just goes, well, yeah, he's a top striker, eh? And then there's a beat of awkward silence, and Adam just goes, thank you, and it ends. (laughs) (laughs) And it makes me so happy. And then what was even funnier is that that season finished, and at the start of last season we had Boyce on the podcast <laughs> and I uh, was speaking to him and I, I didn't raise that point with that uh, with Boyce and Adam has now come to his senses and went yeah I was wrong, I was wrong to ask <laughs> yes yeah, I was wrong, I'm so sorry <laughs> yeah basically
2: yeah Robbie doesn't seem the kind of guy you want to get on his bad side of no. no not at all famously, famously he's got a 10 yeah I, I don't think I'd really no, that, that's my idea of fun.
1: So that was my favorite moment of the championship season
2: yeah there wasn't many highlights no there, there wasn't but... <laughs> there really
1: wasn't so yeah our manager basically telling my co-host to shut up was right up
0: there <laughs> oh sorry Adam.
1: <laughs> love
2: you <laughs> sorry but he's not wrong it is quite funny
1: <laughs> yeah exactly oh it's just incredible the audio is in a podcast whichever Go back to whatever game podcast that came after that game and we put the audio in and you can hear the disdain in his voice.
2: <laughs> Do you also hear the, the moment that Adam's soul just crushes?
1: Yeah, it's just a beat of <laughs> silence that is my favourite moment in the show's history, I think. Love it.
2: <laughs> I, I know also, apart from Hearts, you are a wrestling fan.
1: <laughs> yes, I am.
2: Much, this is where the podcast could confuse Anna. So don't worry, I'm not going to talk 100% wrestling. I I, I am bracing myself here. I, so just, I? I just want an, I, I thought, right, I'll tie it in. I have a question for you. I want to know, which current Hearts player do you think would make a good professional wrestler? Oh, God.
1: And why? Right. I, have, I don't know if I'll be able to pick one person, but I can pick qualities that individuals would be good at. Go for it. Devlin would be an amazing promo because he would wind everybody up. He'd be a great wee cocky heel a bad guy who everybody wants to fight, but he runs away and kind of gets hides behind other people, but constantly is chirping away at you. So I think he'd be good at that. Gordon would be a, the stereotypical John Cena-esque, baby face good guy, stunning human being, looks amazing, in incredible physical shape and you just want to root for him and we all love him who would be just like I'm trying to think of who the f- like physically is best Benny, well Harding looks beautiful, you need to have yeah. beautiful people in wrestling but and then the flip side you need to have some not great looking people so like no I was about to be really insulting there I'm not going to say who I don't think is very attractive in the squad I, th- <laughs> I think we've got a very attractive squad so, most of them, I think, would transition well into wrestling.
2: I but, think Kingsley, with his physique at the moment.
1: Yes. We saw his arms in Spain. Yeah. The size of his arms. Kingsley would be a good wrestler. He's very technical. He'd be a mat-based technician and just sort of twisting people and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Zack so, Sabre, Sabre Jr. versus Stephen Kingsley.
1: I don't know who would win. I genuinely don't know. But, yes, so Devlin for the promo – Gordon for the all-round package of beautifulness, which is just kind of in general life, that doesn't even need to involve wrestling, he's just a perfect human being and then Kingsley for the general technical ability How confused are you right now,
2: Anos? <laughs> I, I, I'm lost, I'm, I'm like uh, <laughs>
0: my sat nab has told me to go north and I've ended up going south and I'm now lost, I don't know where I am
1: Basically, Craig Gordon is the rock, essentially. The rock? Yes, Dwayne Johnson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the now actor. Most people now know him as an actor.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but we yeah, knew yeah. what
1: he was cooking back in the day. That's the worst point, the worst segue point. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm a wrestling fan. Especially. That's true. That's very true. <laughs>
2: I oh, love it. I I just I just wanted to mainly get that in, just to confuse and a little bit that that yeah. question. This confused me a little bit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that was not difficult.
2: I've got one more question. Go for it. You probably heard that I like I like a pie at football. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite pie filling you've ever had at football?
1: Oh, at football, right? Yeah. Well. This is the thing. For much of my life, I was a very boring pie man. I would just have Scotch pies. I still love a Scotch pie. I don't take well to that disregard of a Scotch pie. <laughs> a good Scotch pie, you can't beat it, right? It's class. It's lovely.
2: But, but it must be a Scottish thing.
1: Maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe it is a Scottish thing, but I love a Scotch pie at the football. I've recently ventured out. So... I now really like the steak pies for Town Castle. Mm-hmm. They're very nice. The, I, I think I had a steak pie at Ross County, and that was nice. That, that, that went down well. It was fine. It wasn't as good as the hearts one, but it was fine. Did but, you not try at
2: Ross County the uh, haggis, neeps, and tatty pie?
1: No, and I saw that and was gutted that I didn't have that. Phenomenal. I was devastated. But I know my answer to this. This was I've always got this in my back pocket. Um, I went to in my first year of university. I went to Stirling Albion versus Dunbarin because I was I went to university in Stirling, and it. Te- I don't know if this is cheating because it technically wasn't sold in the ground. There was a pie. There was like a van outside the ground that you could buy and take food in, and it was a pie. That had it was a steak pie, and on top of it had a tatty scone. Wow, it was incredible. It's still the best pie I've ever had.
2: Still all right, I'm now going to be checking their fixtures and hope that this still happens because I need to try this
1: again. I don't know if it was like an official club thing or if a guy just turned up in a van. And went, I'm going to use this as an opportunity. But you were able to buy stuff outside. I was there with my flatmate Sam, who's definitely not listening to this, not he's a Kilmarnock fan. Um, and we just both saw that and were like, well, we have to try it, and it was amazing. I had it with tomato sauce, excellent.
2: Do you think he just ran out of um like pastry and was like, Well, I've got a few tatty scones lying around now, that no one but, it know was, this.
1: but it was with the pastry, so it was like <laughs> So it was like a full steak pie, but then on top in the gap in the circle, he just pushed a tatty scone into it.
2: <laughs> That's like a culinary genius
1: <laughs> It was amazing. I still all other pies are rubbish in comparison now. A tatty scone on top of a pie. Oh, I've right. also had a forest pie, forest mechanics, who like it's them and the killie pie. That regularly win best pie. I've had a Forest pie because I've got family up there, and they're amazing
2: as well. So what? Are, I've never tried a Killie pie. Are they what they're made out to be?
1: Anis, um, have you ever had one? Because I think they're fine.
0: I've <laughs> but, never had one in my life.
1: I just think they're all right. Like they're good, but I don't think they're the best. I don't really understand why they keep winning all the time. Maybe it's a. Maybe it's like they're being bribed. I don't want to bring into disrepute the Scottish Pie of the Year awards, but I am.
2: Do you think it is because they now sponsor a lower league cup? So they're like, right, okay, to keep them sweet and keep their sponsorship, let's just give them the award.
1: Yeah, let's make that claim. We are making that claim. I don't have to be held responsible for what's said on this podcast. This isn't my podcast. Yes, (laughs) I'm bringing this into disrepute. (laughs) They sponsor a cup. We'll, we'll promote your pies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Best pie. That is the worst, like, dodgy deal ever. How boring is that, as a dodgy deal? All other ones are, like, really high-level stuff. All the
0: reality pies. might be is that their pies are just so good that they just win awards anyway. So, I mean, there we
1: are. I think oh. Anis is in on it. I yeah. think he's part They're of the So place. damn good. <laughs> 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 Truly,
0: that's why you win an award,
2: you know? no. no.
1: A- and that's just in, in their back pocket. Yep, exactly. You're, big, no, you're part I'm of big pie.
2: <laughs> I'm going to try one this season now because I'm going to go to Killy away. So I hate rugby park. What's in a Killie pie
0: anyway? I'm actually googling this right now. I, it's what just
1: is. a Scotch pie.
0: Oh my gosh! I no, you can see is. why they won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's just. When, when you no, Google it's not. It. It's a
1: staking gravy pie. When
0: you part. Google it right now, obviously for Islamic reasons, I can't have it. But when you Google it,
1: oh, it's
2: screaming at you.
1: <laughs> you can buy it in shops. You can f- buy it in Aldi.
2: The famous Kilmarnock pie. Say hmm. hi to a Kilmarnock pie. Hello, Kilmarnock pie. You're incredible. <laughs> right, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna try one of these this season.
1: Listen, they are good pies, right? They're good, yeah. but I just don't think they're anything that special. They're, 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 no wonder
0: they're award-winning. I <laughs> mean, they're screaming at me. Screaming at me. Yeah, it's telling
2: you, right, eat, eat me, and I'm and just you'll never like, want to eat another I pie I can't
0: eat you, sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not happening.
1: Me and Daz will eat them for you. It's fine. Yeah, we'll
2: just, we'll, <laughs> More we'll, for you. Yeah, we'll, we'll just give you our
1: verdict. They have Is a it, Wikipedia page. For Kilmarnock Pie? Yeah, Killy pie. pie. A Killy Pie is oh a steak goodness, and gravy pie point. created initially for Kilmarnock Football Club and sold at the stadium, Rugby Park. But oh, have no, you
2: seen the picture? What's going on with those peas? They're the driest looking peas I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, oh, people...
0: They should never put the peas in that picture whoever took it.
1: They look frozen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what do you have to have? Do you have to have a Killy Pie and some
1: uncooked frozen peas? see this is all adding to it this is all added to the conspiracy yeah when you say
0: peas all i'm thinking of is the former prime minister john major and that spitting image sketch when he was eating peas with his wife
1: oh god yeah
0: the peas are good enough tonight
1: dear.
2: (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's where they got it maybe john major is like he has steak in killie pies
0: they made them they made him gray on that program because he was apparently was the one of the most boring politicians in the yeah. world oh <laughs> he, in peace.
2: i'm going back to the the Robbie Nielsen and Lauren Shanklin being at transmitting as as I went into Google the top thing that came up was twenty six festival girls arrested at transmit have we had a have we had news from either of them since transmit? were they arrested? <laughs>
1: I'm not willing to make that level of a spurious claim. Maybe I'm, I'm that's why it's not pies. been announced
2: yet. That's why Lawrence Shanklin has not been announced. He was arrested at Transmit for saying that hopefully he'll be a Hearts player.
1: <laughs> Transmit officials are like, no. get no. Imagine, cannot arrested say arrested
0: by the police because you want to be a Heart Midlovian player. Yeah. The the is, is I it. wish
1: some folk had been you arrested. It's like delightful,
0: ludicrous <laughs> reasons to be arrested by the police. Um, I want to be a Hearts player. <laughs> Yeah, come. You're coming with us, uh, not,
1: Somebody uh, should have said that to Mallory Martin. I, I,
0: I reckon. I reckon. um <laughs> yes. to be honest, um, I, it, 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 I, I just reckon. To be honest, it would just be, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to dare say well, who the police officers support in football, but, uh, um, but I'm just trying to remember. Um, see, um, uh, Edinburgh derby a few years ago, was there not um <laughs> a hilarious moment when. Uh, Hart scored at Easter Road, and a police officer had to restrain himself from celebrating a goal. Yeah,
1: yeah, there was.
0: Is it just me, or was that? Quite
1: yeah, God, I forgot about that. Yeah,
0: there
2: like, was. That surely, yeah. How, how would you? How would you be? I wouldn't be able to stop myself.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for. I feel like to be a steward at a game because even if you're, say, like you're, say you're being a steward at the Edinburgh Derby, right? And if you're like a Motherwell fan, there's still going to be a part of you that wants one team. Especially if, say it was last season, where Motherwell needed Hibs to win for them to get in at the top six. You would would find it hard to not celebrate. So you'd have to just not be a football fan if you're a steward.
2: Yeah, you couldn't have any interest in that league in the slightest. Yeah, because I've seen where it's like they're fans of... The team at the ground they're working at, and you watch them, and they're they're trying to watch the game at the
1: same time. You're like, well, are you here for my safety or the game? This is. It's always funny when you see a steward fully lose their mind celebrating, though, mm-hmm. oh. and then remember <laughs> and then catch themselves and go, oh no, wait, I'm maybe pretending that I don't care.
2: <laughs> Where you've watched them all game, just <laughs> staring at the following hundred percent the game. Exactly. Well that
1: How did we end up here? I don't know. It's I think we just
2: got to the point now where we're just talking absolute nonsense. We yeah.
1: started on pie Pies.
2: Yeah, I think where how we discussed that it's just gonna it's the heat. It's happened. Exactly.
0: No, oh, it's the warm weather. Is that yeah. an excuse? We've hit that point. The warm so,
2: weather. It's too warm. When you asked early earlier us about pre season. Are you going to any preseason games?
0: I I I don't really intend to. I'm waiting until um, it really properly starts. Although that said, that said, I'd like to go to at least one of the Hearts women preseason, pre 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 (laughs) pre season friendly (laughs) pre friendly seasons. I I I my heat is definitely getting to me. I'm melting um, like crazy. Um, but no, I I'd like to go to one of the Hearts women preseason friendlies at least. Um, and 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 you know we talk about the men's transfer window. Um, the women's one has been outstanding this season. We've right. signed, I think, seven players already. Um, mm-hmm. for this summer. Um, there's a revolution going on with Eva all side, and it's uh, really exciting. And I'm hoping that this is going to be the year, when God's willing, we. Uh, make Scottish women's football top four into Scottish women's football's top five um, so that we can uh, jump into that elite um, eventually. Um, Because, I mean, some of the players we've signed are are really, really good players, including two players who won SWPL1 with Rangers uh, Mm. just a few months ago.
2: Yeah, I I think you're right. This season could be the big one. Where we where we establish ourselves as, as a big team in the women's yes. game. Yes, ever
0: Olad revolution. I'm in,
2: and oh, I want to so. also say this is a topic which has been has torn football fans up in north of the border in Scotland. Hearts entering a B team yeah. thoughts. I know I've discussed it with both of you, but not in a public
1: domain. I'm I'm personally not a fan. Uh, I know it benefits us which from from a purely selfish point of view I'm happy mm-hmm. uh, does, as we were at the White Hill game, Naismith looks to be a really good coach, the players look to be in a good system, so it's good for us but and listen, I don't know if I'm biased because the Lowland League is where I'm from but I have a team in the Lowland League my hometown team, Gallifrey, Dean Rovers that's my town um, I just feel like there's an element of it's getting a bit of a circus down there. It's very much like there's the whole cult teams that were originally only going to be there for a year. Then we've come in. Then the whole ridiculous fiasco with open goal, Broomhill, oh, which is just embarrassing. Yeah. It's just, it's very much if you have money, you can kind of do what you want down there, which I feel like there's going to be a lot of clubs from just underneath that league who have been trying to get in. And they're like, well, we want... A- progress and if we wanted to have a junior team we should start at the bottom and climb up or if you want to say well no the players need to develop it's like well that's what the loan market's from so i just i'm not a huge fan of it personally
2: no i i went to the like you said the friendly and i didn't realize it was the b team because it, it was billed as a hearts 11 and i think we both said where we're at the game it maybe wouldn't have come if I'd known it was the B team.
1: Yeah,
2: nothing against the players playing for the B team, but no, I love them all. I, yeah, I just don't. I'm just not a fan of the concept. They tried it. There was, there's always been talks of it in England, and it, it was rubbish then. And I was dead against it then. So I think I'd be a bit of a hypocrite just to say, "Well, Hearts have got a team in it. I'm, I'm all for it now." So,
0: I'm with what it. do you think? I, I'm open-minded about it. I mean, if it actually reduces the gap between jumping from. The young teams to the first team, then then I think it can work, but but we're in a bit of a we're a bit of unknown territory here because we don't know if it's going to actually uh, be successful or not. So I think we're all just going to be learning um, as we go along, yeah. as we're all in the same boat. So, but I'm I'm open minded about it. I mean, if it, it 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 has the potential to work, but but it, it's got to work. And if it does not work, then well it's just
2: not going to be sustainable long time long term yeah. yeah pull the plug on it if it doesn't work don't just let it not work let's let's say right tried didn't work let's exactly yeah.
0: we have to we have to try these things and at the end of the day when like things that we do try you know not everything's going to be successful so i mean we've, we've got to get that goal, or, or else um you know, if we don't try, then we won't know. So, um will you be we, going
2: to any of the BT games? Do you know, the BT possible. games?
0: Yeah, I might might pop and see uh, one or two games, maybe more of them as well. But I think Hearts women is probably more of my priority outside yeah. the men's team. Yeah, because uh, that is exciting. What's happening there is very exciting yeah.
2: indeed. I think I wasn't planning on going to any of the games, the B team, but the fact that I went through to Ferguson Park and what a ball ache it was for me to get there. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't plan on going again.
1: <laughs> it's a nightmare.
2: <laughs> oh, it was horrible. <laughs> it, was, it was a trek. You, I, I think it wasn't until the night before the game, Daniel, you told me how to get there, and I was like, oh, damn, why do not I don't look at this before Come yeah. in to going? It yeah, it was. It's way out in the sticks because you go past Bonnie Rig mm-hmm. grounds and stuff where the train drops you off, and then it's way, way out. And, no. Yeah, been there, done that. I can move on now. Agreed. Yeah, don't think I'll be going back. But the women's game, I need to attend this season because I hate myself for not being to a Hearts women's game.
1: They're really good, Anis. Do you know? You won't know this, but we technically have met at one of them. Technically have met. Not technically, we did. <laughs> like, I was where, gonna say what did that? you do? Like when did you both, were you
2: both both in the gents at the same time or something?
1: <laughs> <you> technically met we were both in the gents. it was away. It was oh breaking news, by the way, as we're on the we're on the podcast. Oh. Everton Everton have apparently accepted a half a million pound bid from Millwall for Ellis Sims. Oh unconfirmed, but according to Millwall Twitter. That's the case. But anyway, sorry. Um, I was working with Hearts Women and it was when Kev Murphy was still in charge. And we, I'm trying to remember when it was. I want to say it was like September 2019. And uh, you came up to me asking if there was any season tickets. And I had no idea as it was my first day. And I just went, I don't know. And then Lisa came and helped me and spoke to you. And then years later, I went, oh, that's that guy. <laughs> that's <what> it's,
0: <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's amazing how the world
1: evolves, isn't it? Yeah.
2: So, unless you were the guy that left him stumped on his first day on the job.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, for God's sake, <laughs> the first I question I get Yeah, I am.
2: Yeah. Oh, how dare I? <laughs> Shocking. Very small world. It's scary,
1: isn't it? And I've got since we met. As well. uh,
2: yeah, and, uh, and yeah, it's full circle. It's, now we have just got to meet as a trio. We
1: could, yeah, game exactly. Or
2: something. You both are main standers, so I'm. Yes, I'm the are. outcast. So you're the main standers. I'm. I'm the scum of the wheat field.
0: No, 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 no. You, 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 get privileges we don't. You get to see what's going on on the bench. We, we, we can only see like Robbie Nielsen's back of his head.
1: Nah, I'm right up the back. I can see everything on the bench.
2: <laughs> oh. It's just you, Anas <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I, I get the oh, my my point is I get the moaners of the wheat fields so i will oh, keep God. that. You've
1: got some right moaners at your end I tell you that.
2: <laughs> Oh they they, they <laughs> must they must have all come to your stand uh, on Saturday because I've never heard so many moaners that are friendly
1: my It, was, oh, mental, I... eh? it yeah. was mental Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Folk Boys. are booing. Yeah, booing, I was booing, yeah. What? Why?
1: Because we were, it was like nil-nil in the 13th minute.
2: Oh, for goodness sake. Boyce was getting slandered by people. Boyce was,
1: it. Boyce was getting oh, hammered.
0: goodness sake, man.
2: He was get- taking pictures and signing stuff with kids after it came off, and some boy was like, shame you never moved that quick when you were on the pitch, Boyce. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. Did someone actually say that?
2: He shouted you? it, oh, and I was just like, Oh, Christ, mate, It's a, I it. it's a back friendly back. against
1: Bobby.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so embarrassing, for goodness sake.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. And, and I think someone put on Twitter during the game that they can't believe the amount of moaners, So I was like, well, it's not just my <laughs> section then. Yeah,
0: yeah. I can't believe the amount of moners. That's a very diplomatic
2: <laughs> Yeah, so.
0: Oh, friendly, friendly. They won five, no? Mm-hmm. I think. Mean, what more do you
1: want?
2: Apparently we <laughs> apparently we need to be five nil up after twenty about twenty minutes.
1: Thirty five nil or nothing. No. That well, <laughs> we don't need to be five nil up after twenty minutes. That's not how football works. Even
0: Manchester City, right? They play a team that's at the bottom of the English Premier League. They don't go five nil up after twenty minutes. That just doesn't happen.
2: Well England England was six nil up at half time against Norway. To the... That's true. I just saw that.
0: Well, it's, it's a diff- that's a different story, though, but that doesn't happen very often.
2: No, it's just, yeah, it, I think, like we said earlier, that with the uh, Regan Charles Cook, that if he had had a mediocre season, that what Hearts fans are like it kind of shows you, but it's true because a preseason friendly gets Bonnie Rick. Right.
1: I can't wait for the first home game, Saturday, and the 30th of July. It's 0-0 against Ross County, 50 minutes in, and George Grant puts in a corner that doesn't beat the first man, and there'll be booing starts. Cannot wait. It's
2: going to happen. It's crazy. You'll both have to fill me in because I won't be at the game.
1: Oh, well, you not? Um, I'm raging.
2: No. I'm going away for it. It's my birthday on the Sunday. And I'm it's my away.
1: mum's birthday on the Sunday as well. <sighs> oh, Where are you going to 31st.
2: I'm going to the, the women's Euros final. Oh, oh, that's going to be huge. If England get there, that's
0: now that, to be honest, I I don't think you can kick yourself for not being at the Ross County game. That is
2: massive, massive. I can see it. I can see it. wouldn't surprise me if they're beating Norway 6 0, because Norway, decent team. But yeah, but then you're saying that, but then part of me is like, I was looking at travel and thinking, right, could I travel up after the down to London after the game? And then I was like, Nah, I want to go and enjoy it. No, it's,
0: that's a huge game. If England get to the final, then that yes. is a
2: huge, huge game. That,
0: in fact, so big that it'll be like when England's men were in the Euros last year, and it was all over the news. I, I'm, I reckon it'll probably be over all over the news again. I mean, it's I'll be sold out, out already.
2: So, yeah, it's sold out already. The final, regardless. So it's going to be.
1: Don't though, dads. What would you rather, seeing your nation win a European final, or watching Marky mckay get raging?
2: malky McIntyre Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, like, I think I think so. I oh. think, yeah, it's a bit. And just I think we've been yapping for a while. We'll probably definitely get you back on again for more right. to It'll talk be a more crap. But uh before we go we love kits. Mm-hmm. We love football kits on here. Favorite hearts. You kit. love it the most. <laughs> okay. I love it the most. I yeah, okay. Favorite heart <laughs> favourite hearts kit while well, you're a fan.
1: Oh, that's that's really hard. I'd probably go with the championship kit the first time around. The um 1314 No, the 1415 kit, Jesus, what I'm talking about. 1415 uh anniversary, world war one with a collar. I have a lot of like really that season's one of my favourite scenes ever. Nielsen's first time round, Osman so it was the site of my coldest ever game, Aloha away, where Miguel Pallado scored a 35-yarder and Alan Ozturk hit a ball into the Asda car park. Beat Cowden Beef 10 0 Just amazing. The Ozturk goal in the Edward Derby's in that kit. Well, it's in the it's in their way, but that kind of Duo. I also really like, for nostalgic reasons obviously, the 05-06 one that we won uh, the Scottish Cup in. I yeah. like the tw- the '12 one. I don't like the Wonga on it. That's why I like this That's year's standard. kit because it's like a better version of that. <laughs> um, but if I had to pick one, I'd go with a 14-15 Championship Home kit. Yeah, beauty.
2: Do, do you still buy replica shirts?
1: I do. Pers- do. I last season... I, I don't tend to buy them all anymore. Last season I bought the third kit, because um, yeah. I just love that. But I'm really tempted this season to get the away goalie kit,
2: the bright orange one.
1: The bright orange one.
2: I I went I tried that on on Saturday, but then looked in a mirror and thought, nah, with a ginger beard doesn't work.
1: So. I just I love mental kits.
2: Please, if we don't see you in that, I'll be disappointed. I know.
1: I've now kind of made a. Well, you're definitely not going to see
2: me in that. That's for
0: sure. Because I thought last year's keeper tip, eh, eh, tops were much better than the ones this year.
2: Oh I mean. no, I love oh. these ones. I love it, this jazz,
1: jazzy. What have they done to the grey one? What have they it. It's done weird. That? It's weird. It's like the nineties again. That's I'm like, I'm a three year old again. Nineties
2: again. It's twenty twenty two. It's jazzy. It's jazzy.
1: Well, it's definitely jazzy. I'll, I'll agree with
0: you on that. Yeah, exactly. What have they
2: done? You're gonna be, you're gonna, it's gonna be like me with last season's awake. It they'll sell out, and then yeah. you'll be like, oh, "I love that top. Can I get my hands on one?" Tell Listen,
1: you you're gonna have to watch Craig Gordon lift the Europa League trophy in it, so you're gonna <laughs> have to get used to it.
0: And then there'll be <laughs> massive regrets on my part. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, the away, the away shirt was lovely, though. I, I've just had that in the post recently, and it's absolutely yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, I, I, I thought the launch for it was utterly hilarious. I mean, I mean, they they said it was leaked. it, 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 it apparently came out that it was leaked. I think it was deliberately leaked, and if it was <laughs> deliberately leaked. It was a smart move. It can... was amazing, horrific. I
1: can confirm. Yeah. I can confirm it was not deliberately leaked <laughs> and it was a bit of a mental situation. <laughs> but but if it was accidental,
0: damn good accident to have. I oh mean, yeah, they handled it amazingly. It's so brilliant. I mean, honestly, I thought it was a masterstroke. An yeah,
1: absolute I mean. masterstroke. Shout out to my mate Sinead, who modelled the away kit as well. She nice. she's a season ticket holder, is she? She is indeed. She sits in the main stand as well.
0: <laughs> oh, guys, you're going to have to join us sometime. Everybody's coming. You will. You will one day. Though. I'm yeah, sure you, we'll yeah, we'll you
2: get you I'll join you, posh folk. Oh, okay. Posh
1: folk.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What does what does that even mean? We've got
1: but, nice, comfy seats.
0: But, but, but as you yeah. say. Um, there was one other guy who also starred in, because uh, it wasn't just Sinead who was uh, one of the fans who starred in the shirt launches.
1: I uh, say his name was Christy, but I don't think it is. It's something like that, the one I feel bad that I can't remember what it was.
0: Well, we'll, we'll know who he is anyway, because, um, I mean, he was he was mentioned
2: um, on the day of the launch. And, uh, they're both also uh, plastered on the wall outside the club shop. Yes, right? they are.
0: They are now going to be the ambassadors for our club shirts for the next nine months. And exactly. so just
2: to let you know, it's now seven nil to England. All right. Seven nil to England. Seven nil. All right, All right so. you're, you're very good. We get it. <laughs> Sorry. Should be. But yeah, even if yeah, so you will you come back on at some point?
1: Of course I will. I I'll come on every week. You won't be able to get rid of me. And people will get sicky at me and then I'll kill the podcast.
2: <laughs> Is that why you've came on? Just That's why this. I'm taking
1: out the competition one by one.
2: Anna, <laughs> have you got anything else you want to ask our guest?
0: No, um, I, all I'll say is um, thank you for coming on, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I, we we're not taking literally any of the controversial stuff that you said. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't think anybody is, to be quite fair. Um, but but I wanted just to make you a little bit envious by saying that uh, I was on a stadium tour at St James's Park on Thursday. <sighs> Uh, I was in the dressing room, I was looking around just to uh, see that everything was in order and it more than is. So I'm quite excited. I, I've got more photos to release soon. So um, do not cry with envy when you see them on Twitter. Um, and for the first time ever on at the weekend, uh, I had a walk around Newcastle United Academy um, and their training ground, but not within the perimeters of it, but actually just around the public path. Uh, So I'm now familiar with that area of the world as well. So uh, next time I watch Keith Downey on Sky Sports, who incidentally is a Hearts fan, uh, then I will now be totally familiar where he is in uh, that part of the world, when he's reporting on the big transfer news that inevitably we're going to have before uh, the transfer window is shut. So uh, yeah, uh, I've got some pictures of that. But the stadium tour was better because I got uh, pictures that were just, oh, just expressed about me about me. Um and uh, yeah, it's great. It
1: was well, I had a great time until Anna's told me that and now I'm just sad. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but to, to to make it comfortable
0: for you um and to give you a wee like heads up, I suppose. Um it's easy to book a stadium tour at St James's Park. They 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 always release a batch of dates every now and again. So uh, um you you need to get yourself booked onto one and it's great. Um, and it's brilliant. And uh, a big shout out to Tom, who um, uh, did the tour for us on Thursday. He was absolutely brilliant. He was a really energetic guy, energetic Geordie. And uh, yeah, no, it's, um, he was just, he was just great to chat could with. Our,
2: could our first meeting as a trio be maybe a Tyne Castle stadium tour? I've never done it.
1: I've done it four times, but I've never done it since the new stand was built. Well, there, there's an opportunity, um, and yeah. I, I, I'm happy to do it again. So, uh,
0: I mean, I I wouldn't mind even going as far as doing a stadium tour once or two, uh, like once every two years, if possible, uh, at St James's Park in Castle just to just so I can I can just walk around and say, ah, it's, this is my home. <laughs>
1: so, I have actually done this in James's Park tour, but it was when I was, it was 2009 because Shearer was manager, so I was uh-huh. like. 12 so oh, i've not done it in like a decade in a bit yeah you'll
0: have to do it again you'll definitely have to do it again there's no question about it uh, especially in the coming years because uh, that stadium is going to start now taking shape um yeah. for the better i mean it's a great stadium as it is already but but now that the new owners are in place um it's definitely going to probably start to evolve a bit more i, I hope so uh, yeah it's really really exciting yeah no de- de- it's easy it's easy to do it honestly. There'll be dates available, and so Newcastle United's website's the place to go. And hopefully, late as the season goes on, uh, Hearts will do some stadium tours as well. And that'll, that'll be brilliant. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely do it. Absolutely do it. Yeah.
2: Right. So, you heard it here first. Uh, a, a Town Castle stadium tours on the cards,
1: yeah.
2: Sound well. Thank you very much for coming on.
1: No, thank, thank you. you so much for having me. I I do agree. Please don't take any of my claims too seriously, barring the Andy Carroll one. Andy Carroll for hearts, come on.
0: Andy Carroll for hearts. Do you know what? If it happens, if it honestly happens, then we will congratulate you as the very first person to congratulate, to say, Daniel called it first.
2: Yep, thank so Daniel you. called the bankrupt in the club <laughs> to Andy Carroll. Do you really want, do you really
1: want that, to ha- that to be the claim to them? Yes, I do. I'll take it. <laughs> Brilliant.
2: Where, before we go, where can they people find you on Twitter and your YouTube?
1: And you can get me on Twitter at dmacciver22. They can also follow the podcast account at Perth to Paisley if you want to hear me speak even more rubbish about hearts and how I've got my plan for the monthly installments with Andy Carroll. And there is also the Macciver22 YouTube channel for my football manager content where I'm doing a Schalke redemption save.
0: It's bloody good. Watch along. I wish I could have a YouTube channel of my own where I would call. Con- because you know what? Do you know what I do? Do you know what my very, very awkward habits is? I commentate on my own games at FIFA. Um, so uh, someone's going to have to mic me up and uh, and record me play FIFA. Yeah, and, uh, do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, It'll be horrible to listen back to. i will be thinking, this be guy great. is sad. But
2: uh, there we are. So, yeah. We, me and Anas will be back on Friday, I believe we've said. Uh, for regular, I hope
0: so, yeah. I, yeah. Th- I hope so, just to try and take stock of where we are. Um, yeah. And um, yeah,
2: listen to uh, Perth to Paisley and watch the Shalker videos on YouTube. Yes, yeah, Perth, Perth to thank Paisley. You
0: very much. It's, if you think Daz and I are just too polite, then Perth to Paisley is <laughs> where to go. <laughs>
2: Definitely, yeah. If you want a bit more rugged, a bit more of a rugged take on it, head over. I have never
1: been described as rugged in all my life. <laughs> the
2: first time for everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, thank you very much, buddy.
1: Cheers. Thank you very much for having me on. No Thanks,
2: worries. Daniel, mate. Thank you Cheers. for coming on. And thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on Friday. Bye.